Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club. Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. We've got the show's namesake, BJ Shea. Hey. And running the boards is Joey D. What's going on? On today's show, we will talk video game news with Gareth Von Kallenbach. We will talk television news with BJ Shea. We will get a movie review from Vicky. Mm. And of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. It's going to have our blogs, podcasts, and more. 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 Or just BJ Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, radio.com, and iTunes to find yeah. us. And give us a review. If you give us a five-star review and uh, some words to say why you enjoy us, take a screenshot of that. Shoot us to an email at bjgeeknation at gmail.com. Or, I mean, even on like Twitter or Facebook or anything like that. I will send you a comic book and Aww. a little board that has our signatures on it so we don't ruin said comic book. That comic book will be completely random from a box that I, a uh, gigantic pool box that I got. And uh, you guys might want to actually get on that really quickly because I know some people around here, no one in this room, but there's some people who are going through that box. Oh, yeah. And checking them out and hoping that I will let them have some of those comics. Well, but I say nay! Nay! Did you say nay? I said nay. Yeah. Good but job, buddy. we'll have to see, man, because I'm not here all the time and those comic books may be going. Yes. Yeah. So. Nay, he say. <laughs> Leave us a review and we will kick you some rewards. Let's talk with Mr. Gareth Von Kallenbach from Skewed and Reviewed. Again, that is SKNR.net. He has a bountiful bounty. That's terrible adjectives there. But he's got a lot of news uh, in the video game world. Gareth Von Kallenbach joins us from Skewed and Reviewed. That is SKNR.net. And Gareth, we're going to get into some video game news and... Can I get an update about the Stadia? Is this something, I mean, I have not heard anything good coming from people, but I know sometimes, you know, the internet can uh, hype up or overblow issues. Uh, What's going on with the Stadia? Well, as we get ready for the upcoming convention season and all the, you know, new games being announced and released, Stadia has announced that it's coming to more devices. So what you're going to see, uh, this uh, week, they already said, and you know, later this month as well, that most Samsung devices from the Samsung Galaxy S8 up to the S20 will support the device. And they also oh. said that um, devices coming soon will be the Razer phone, um, the, both versions of it, the Asus ROG phone, both versions of that. And they're also making inroads to have something other than mobile as an option. And they've said that um, laptops and desktop PCs, as well as uh, Chromecast-connected TVs will be able to uh, start using the device. So that is something that people are looking at because that was the whole selling point. You remember when it was announced, we talked about um, if you had a PC or a console, where would this come in? And, of course, the whole push on it was you could play your PC games 
on the go. Mm-hmm. Well, then, you know, at launch it was, well, but you have to have this type of phone and then you have to have this. And it seems like now they're getting there. The, uh, they are continuing to expand the base of games that are available to it. Now they're expanding the platform. And I think what I've heard from a lot of people is this has definitely got them interested, but now they still have issues about the price point. So you get these people saying, you know, it's a good concept. We're still not where I think the technology should be. Some have told me they believe this is an example of where things may go in the future. But for right now, they think the price point and maybe some of the technical uh things are not quite where they need to be in order for people to fully embrace this over their hardware. Mm. Um, You know, I'm very curious to see what happens because, as you know, we have two new consoles coming out later this year, (laughs) and it will be very interesting to see that when they come out and they announce their uh, – well, I mean, exclusives you probably won't see, but when we start hearing about the new programs that are optimized for that, how many of them are going to be Stadia compatible? And these are all things that, you know, people will be keeping an eye out and i'm sure we'll find out as we get closer to the release of these things and i mean that was one of those things where you look at something and it had a definite rocky start but if they're still plugging away at it and they're going to improve it we've seen that happen with games and other things in the in in the past so who's to say that this might not be something that or it may be something that is awesome for everyone and it does become that thing that they touted exactly and the thing is they have put so much money behind this. This is kind of a situation where you can't just pull the plug now yeah. because, you know, the backlash. And then, of course, it's almost one of those things where you say, after what we've put into it, it's better for us to keep investing and keep going <laughs> rather than to pull the plug so quickly on it. Because if we do that, the next time we try to enter the market, uh, people are going to say, yeah, I remember what happened the last time you tried to do this. So exactly. it'll be interesting to see. Exactly. Uh, moving on to actual games, we're getting uh, Assassin's Creed uh, free to play, aren't we? Yes. Uh, the Epic Game Store, which as people may or may not know, is the uh, one of the newer online uh, platforms that operates similar to Steam and that you can, uh, if you have a digital code, you enter it and play it. If not, you go to the store, you download it, so on and so forth. There's a lot of them, you know, Origin, Bethesda has one, Ubisoft has one, and there's several others. And one of the things that they've been doing is they have been aggressively pushing um, exclusives, meaning uh, things like Zombie Army 4, Borderlands 3, several others. If you want to play them on PC, they are only available through this store. They'll come to Steam and others at a later date, but right now, boom, this is it. And, you know, that to be honest, it has rubbed some people the wrong way. I know people who say flat out, I don't like it, I won't do it, I'll wait a year if it takes to do that. And then others like myself say, what's the big deal, you know? <laughs> so you may have an issue with this or that. I want to play the game <laughs> and it yeah, plays right. it well. And there you go. So, um, you know, and I also remind him when steam came out, I remember there was a huge outcry. Everyone, Oh, we don't want digital. I want a hard disk. I don't want, you know, it's the way it goes. Well, one of the things they have done to sweeten things is they have a program similar to what you see with uh, PlayStation plus similar to what you see with Xbox gold. Uh, the only difference is you don't have to, to pay to subscribe to this. So what oh. they'll do is they'll put out a free game, but it's available for a limited time. So, you know, recently they had one of the Metro games available and right now they have Assassin's Creed syndicate and it's free, but one week. So, oh. you know, what I tell people is 
even if you don't plan on playing it right now, or even if you don't plan on playing it any time in the near future. it up. Yeah, you never know, man. Yeah. Claim it. You don't have to <laughs> install it yet. Claim it so at least it's in your library and you have a chance to, uh, you know, work it at some time down the road. And I could tell people, I mean, okay, was it one of the more popular games in the series? No, but you can't argue with the price. Right, exactly. So, it's like one of those things. It's like even if you play for 10 minutes, you get more than uh, anything else you got out of it right there. Yeah, and it's great. I mean, come on, go in and take out a few people. Be right. as creative as you can, and and this one's set in London. I mean, come on, you get to go around and take people out in the pub and everything like that. Seriously, just pretend you're a soccer hooligan, and uh, everything will work itself out. Oh, exactly, an early soccer hooligan's great grandfather, and you've got it. I love it. And then finally, Call of Duty's finally going battlefield mode, aren't they? Or battleground mode? Sorry, battle yeah, arena. One of those. <laughs> they they tested the battle royale out very That's successfully it. with Black Ops Four, mm-hmm. and uh, you know there were some people who complained, "Oh, I don't like the campaign, and I don't blah 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 blah." And what we had with Modern Warfare has been a phenomenal success in that they've had a very successful campaign. The multiplayer's been very successful. I really enjoy the co-op mode, even though the missions are very difficult, where you can go in with up to four players and you know, take on wave after wave in a mission-based setting. And then they have the, you know, the ground war, which is essentially two large teams fighting each other. You have some air vehicles, you have some tanks that you can pull into it. Brings a whole new um, dimension to the game. Now, they're continuing to put out updates. We just had the, you know, the second season storyline come out. And now we're hearing that there is going to be a Battle Royale version coming out in March, and what they're going to do is uh, it's going to be called Warzone, we're told, and there's even rumors that there may be a free-to-play version of the game coming. Now, they've done this before, where you don't get campaigns, you don't get this, they strip it down, and you can just play either the Warzone or certain ones, and of course, this has got people like me saying, all right, I get it, they want people to play it, and then like Apex Legends, which is a free-to-play game, then you monetize it beyond belief. You know, you're getting owned all the time. You want some armor, it's going to cost you. You want some weaponry that shoots straight, it's going to cost you, or you take your chances and see what you can, you know, if you can survive long enough to pick it up in the game. Uh, so between that and a, you know, hinted at toxic event that's coming, it's very interesting and refreshing to see all of this stuff coming for Call of Duty. It's not just, oh, here's a new map, here's a couple of new maps. Um, they're putting this out as free expansions, and they're putting a lot of it out. And, of course, you know, with everyone saying, we're getting probably in the next month or two at the outside, about the time when we hear about the next game coming, um, the fact that they're still putting out quality stuff uh, for uh, Modern Warfare is definitely a great sign. Absolutely. Some exciting things coming down the pipe, and i love to hear all about that. And I know we've got more information as we get closer to the dates, especially once we get a little bit further into the year. Uh, again, people can find out more information on anything going from nerdy stuff that we've got, video games like we talked about, consoles, tech, gear, comic books, TV, movies, so much more at Skewed and Reviewed. You can find all of that at SKNR.net. Thanks, Gareth. Anytime. Take care. You were right. Yeah. That was a bountiful bounty. Exactly. Thank you for uh, doing a nice little callback on my lack of being able to find a good adjective. No, no you're the adjective master. Oh, yeah. If you were a villain, like on Flash, you'd be adjective man. 
Yeah, I would last probably about three minutes on the show before they actually get to the real villain. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, hey, BJ, well, since you're here and you want to talk a little bit of TV, uh, what do, do you got, Do we really want to do that? Is I that think what we want to so. do? You haven't been able to tell us how much you love or hate Picard. Oh, well, this is, of course, going to be my son and I, you know, it's, it's how it always <laughs> has been. It's it's it's. You know, it's what I've said all the time is that my it, when you're a young person and you watch a show, you'll never get to see the show the same way you did when you were like, you know, 8, 9, 10, 13, 15. Mm-hmm. You just yeah. never will. Good so, call. Good call. My son's now in his 30s. And of course, you know, I he watched all Next Gen with me and uh, Voyager and Deep Space Nine and all that. And uh, well, here's Star Trek Picard. And I love it. My wife loves it, which is a, she's never really liked Star Trek that much, but she wants to watch it every week. Really? And it's definitely different than Voyage, I should say, than Discovery. It moves a lot slower. It's a whodunit. Um, but at the same time, I love they're showing us Picard 20 years later after uh, Next Generation ended. And he's an old, broken man. You think he's really broken? I would say, you know, I mean, in his weird way, yes. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah. did you not see Logan? He looked pretty crappy. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, I think it started with Logan. <laughs> oh man! Uh, yeah, you know, you know, when you're British and you know, and you're English, even though Picard is French, but I mean, he had a British accent, so yeah, right. you know, when you <laughs> you you keep it close to the vest, and a lot of uh, I think yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. fans, I have one fan that just doesn't get it that Picard really cared about things more than he let on, and that Data's death, which happened at Nemesis. Uh, the, which was the last Star Trek Next Generation movie that really affected Picard. Like, and and for twenty years he's had to be he was he's been grieving. And the older you get in life, the more nostalgic you get. So you even do get more emotional. Yeah. And Picard is showing that as well. Not to mention what the storyline of this this show is is that he basically quit the Federation because the Federation wouldn't rescue the Romulans because it picks up. Also, if you will, uh, very close to the time that Romulus is destroyed by Nero, which uh, you know was all tied into the JJ universe, mm-hmm. that happened during Next Gen time. Like it was, it was Next Generation time when Nero's planet was destroyed, and he went back in time to go stop it from all happening, and you know, and oh. created the JJ verse, if you will. So they kind of fixed that sort of timey wimey weirdness. They didn't fix anything. They just basically said, "Well, what's it like in Next Gen time now that Romulus is destroyed? Ah. We never really got to visit that. Okay. We never." And a lot of people may not even realize that, but there was a comic book series they released showing the lead up to the first J.J. Abrams Star Trek. Okay. And it involved the next gen cast. So what's uh, what's Joe's issue with it then? Who? Oh, no. Who? So I guess the easiest way for me to put it would be that I think Star Trek, the best part about it was the universe. Okay. And this show is a lot more about the characters. Oh, okay, and okay, okay. And so you get a lot of character progression, but none of it really has to do with the storyline. So you're okay. kind of just like, okay, you know, I don't hate it, but at the same time, I'm like, this isn't the cool science whimey stuff that I liked from the old and, one. And I kind of get that because I've been finally getting into the uh, last season of Preacher, and that is a show that spends a lot of time not really going anywhere. Yeah. It's a lot about the characters who are trying to accomplish something across the whole season. You're like, well, you could have probably done this in maybe an episode or two. Exactly. And I don't necessarily hate it, 
but I kind of feel like it's dragging. I'm kind of glad it's going to be done after this fourth season. So it is I interesting to see that. I don't know who wants that entertainment, but you guys make a very good point because I remember people complained about Star Trek: The Next Generation, where like there was no ready room. Really, there was a couple of times there was a briefing where you see Kirk, Spock, and McCoy, mm-hmm. but it was pretty much what do you think? Uh, and and Scotty's like, I don't know. I give him more power. And Jim <laughs> goes, I don't know. I'm a I'm a doctor on mechanic. Jim McCoy would say. And Spock would go fascinating. Kirk would go, all right, then we'll blow him out of the sky. Yeah. And then, and that and then we shoot meeting. them. Yeah, pew pew. But whereas Picard and the guys would sit down in in the you know in, in the briefing room and they'd be like, well, Gianna, well, Gianna, and it would be a big argument about everything. <laughs> and I remember old Trek fans would go, "There's just too much talking." And now, of course, there's too much character development. It, it's maybe the state of where we are. Yeah, and I completely agree. I don't think. Uh, the old generation was necessarily great. I mean, there were a lot of wasted episodes and a lot of wasted time. But I feel like there's a balance that we haven't hit yet between the two. Mm. But that being said, I mean, big budget. I will watch anything with Patrick Stewart in it, so it really doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and they are definitely shipbuilding. I mean, they literally are crew building because he's got a whole new crew, and we have met each and every crew member of this new ship. It's almost like each one of them has got their own episode. That kind of reminds me of Mandalorian. Exactly. Because you'll have that. Each one has its own character, and then they finally come together. So maybe they're taking kind of – I don't even want to say that they're doing that because they filmed basically at the same time, so it's not like they could crib off of one another, but it'd be kind of the same theme on that. It's funny because Rick and Morty did an episode about crew building where every show does the exact same thing now, where they start off with the main character that you know from a show, Uh and then they just go and find characters in every episode, and then they bring you all in at the end of the eighth episode, and you either believe it or you don't. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm starting to see (laughs) this in everything. Oh, no, you saw the Matrix. You saw the lines there. Oh, man. If you watch Game of Thrones, it's not like that at all. It follows a family, but all the story is driven through a bunch of different characters in different areas because yeah. it's more about the world. And so I'm like sitting here, I'm like, oh, this is the fantasy lover in me that wants to see the world building, and everyone <laughs> doesn't want that now. Yeah. So why would they give it to me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is tough because in Picard, they are trying to retrace the past that uh, we don't know about. Like you know, we're in 20 years, and we're 20 years now, but we're like we have no idea what happened 20 years since the end of Next Gen, uh, the end of Nemesis. So they're doing a little bit of that too. It's so like uh, some flash. Uh, back. Oh, okay. So he knows certain people that we have never met and that's tough to have us feel the closeness of those relationships since, you know, it's one thing if it's Riker, it's one thing if it's Deanna Troy, uh, you know, even Seven of Nine, but some of the people we don't know, but he's had close relationships with these people and they're trying to establish that. All it's right, good. Then. I like it. The of course they're spending a ton of money on the of on the special effects. <laughs> there are some beloved characters back. Uh, we in the last episode, uh, Absolute Candor, we got to see Seven of Nine show up, and ah, that's exciting. Nice. Yep. I'd say keep watching it because CBS shows do get a lot better towards the end. Because to that point, right, the ending is always a payoff. So mm-hmm. I'm digging it. Yeah, I'm digging it a lot. Actually, I like my wife and I love it. So you know, Joey is you know he's I don't know whose kid he is. I'm oh working. wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, talking timey wimey. Let's talk. Doctor Who. Doctor Who is, this has been a tremendous season. I think that what the showrunner may have learned, uh, Chris Chibnall might have learned, is that when you do have a new Doctor, you really shouldn't have a season where you have no familiar characters at all. Like, he made all new villains. Oh, and that really, yeah, yeah. That really talking about that. I, I didn't mind it so much, but I get why some people were like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And then this season, we've seen the old villains and even some old characters that we loved from years ago. I'm like, oh, you know what? I have liked this season a little better. Because there's been yeah. some of the old familiar. So yeah, maybe he should have put in some uh, like old familiar with a couple of last year's episodes. I still like season one of, uh, of Jodie Whittaker. It's been great. We are getting the, we are going to, let's see, um, if it hasn't already happened by the airing of this episode, it is the season finale 
which has been leading up to the fact that there's, there's some really broke-ass Cybermen. We've seen Cybermen, oh. but we've never seen what they look like on the inside. Well, this was we've got a Cyberman with his armor half smashed off, and wow. you see a, a sort of like a zombie-looking dude underneath. and um, Creepy. It's really cool. Yeah. Uh, they had an episode where they visited Mary Shelley's time right before she wrote oh, Frankenstein. Oh, Frankenstein. And they associated this broken Cyberman. You could see that, oh, he's going to be the inspiration for her to write Frankenstein. Oh, and I love when Doctor Who neat. does that. Yeah. You know, where it's like, oh, of course the Doctor somehow is involved with every great literary <laughs> thing done. Um, it's been a good season. Have, I've really enjoyed it. Have they uh, figured out exactly why there are two Doctors? Or I don't are they, know. Are they playing the, that towards the end or it's, something? You it's think? very interesting. We only have what the uh, season finale left. And I don't know if it's, I think it's a one episode or two episode season finale. It might be two parter. And. It's the only time they can address it. If yeah, they choose right? to, they may not address it. Uh, I've I've heard Whew. things said that you might not find out this season about certain things. Wow, really? Which, you know, I mean, talk about really extending the storyline. Um, but then again, they wow. did that with River Song with, you know, Stephen Moffat. I mean, uh, we didn't find yeah, out the yeah. real truth of her, I think, probably for a couple seasons. So Damn. It's good. I really, really like it. I love the the companions they have. Plus, they have a, they have an old guy my age, so it's really, it's funny. <laughs> it's like Vicky said, you get to see somebody who's like you. I've never seen anybody like me on Doctor Who for so many years because I'm old. Well, um, Peter Capaldi, man. He's even younger than me. Oh, what? oh, well, well <laughs> yeah. sorry about that. Yeah, uh, he, I didn't mean uh, to bring that up. Or fired. at least he looked like he was younger than me anyway. <laughs> He's 61. He's older than you. Yeah, so don't feel too bad. Why does everybody look better than me? Oh, I guess you do kind of look like hell. Probably did not look like he was 61. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so it's really cool. (laughs) I really like, uh, yeah, Doctor Who's rocking it. Uh, Let's go and talk some movie news. Vicky, you managed to do something that most of America didn't, which was go to see, uh, now I guess, what, Harley Quinn, colon, Birds Birds of of Prey. Prey. Instead of Birds of Prey, the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Oh. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was last week or this week or yeah, last weekend mm-hmm. it was beat beaten out by Sonic the Hedgehog in Which, uh, in box office numbers. Funny enough, my roommate went to see it and she said she didn't last the movie. She wow. Didn't really? She didn't really? Like it. Said, and her things. boyfriend was drunk. And like he was like, no. <laughs> wow. Time to go. So, I mean, take that with a grain of salt. He was drunk, so that could go either way. Yeah, I mean, I haven't heard that. I've heard people like Sonic. It okay. is uh, certified fresh, uh, 78%, with 79% of the audience liking it. I really, really enjoyed it. I went home, like, feeling super badass and empowered, and, like, which is funny, because this movie, like, the thing I don't like about stuff like Supergirl, mm-hmm. it's like, it's, I'm a girl, you know, I'm a, you know. Yeah, you've mentioned that. You're I, like, it, it, this does, This doesn't feel like... Because they don't come out saying it like, it's girl power. It's just them. They just happen to be badass women. That's what I really liked about the female Ghostbusters. Because they were never, I'm a girl scientist or I'm a female scientist. They were always, I'm a I'm scientist. A scientist. Mm-hmm. And so that is what, at least on my end, like it kind of makes me feel better. Because I, I hate it when they try too hard to just kind of give us what they think we want as women. But it was fun the whole way through. I actually really enjoyed the characters and how different they all were. It was goofy. It was silly. It was... What I think Suicide Squad tried to be but didn't execute, the fight scenes were ridiculous. There were so many. Like, I have to give Mar- uh, Margot Robbie credit because she was amazing. She did one whole scene where she was on roller skates, beating the crap out of people. <laughs> oh, nice. I can't, uh, imagine, I can't imagine how hard that must have been because we were talking about it, my buddy and I. 
He's like, Margot Robbie had said that she spent most of the movie on skates, but I think it was most of the filming because you know that must have been tough. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, but everyone in this movie was fantastic. And I freaking, Ewan McGregor played such a great villain and such a creepy, psycho y. Oh, that's cool to hear that from Ewan. Yeah. Yeah, he did a really good job. So, I mean, if you're kind of on the fence to go see it, if you're wanting to see something fun, just go check it out. Seriously, like I, I very much recommended it. It was they, they swear it's rated R. So. What? Oh yeah, oh, every, yeah, yeah. It's rated R. I mean, there's violence. There's I mean yes. a whole lot of issues with it. I mean, it's it's Harley Quinn. Swore. I can't oh yeah, do this. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so it was funny when I'm like, oh whoa, they said that word. <laughs> they said a bad word. You're just giggling there. <laughs> uh, but how I feel about like Ryan Reynolds. I think he was born to play Deadpool. Okay, yeah. And I think Margot Robbie was born to play Harley Quinn. Really? I think so. She huh. just captures her so well, especially with like the new comic stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like. I kind of hope that this kind of leads to more movies and kind of explore her sexuality because she is bisexual, and in the comics, they've always hinted or she has a relationship with uh, Poison Ivy. So mm-hmm. I would love to see Poison Ivy down the line. Yeah. So you, uh, so the hope is that you 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 would actually want to see more movies uh, from uh, this this yeah, area. Like I definitely these would. Characters and all of that. Right yeah. on. Awesome. Well, now it's time. Stick around, Vicky. It's time for The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, it's Friday, and it means movies. Yeah, there's a couple movies that are out. Uh, oh, yeah? Not, there's a couple? Not oh, a whole wow. lot, is it time oh, for okay. Is it time for the Black Widow movie yet? Is it time yet? No. No. Unfortunately not. Oh. All right, how about the Wonder Woman movie? Is it time for that yet? Mm, no. Nope. Wow, no. you guys really You can just stink. be like Vicky and go and watch Harley Quinn. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or, I, heard, I heard that was good. Or... You can just stay at home and watch a movie on Disney Plus that's coming out today. Oh, really? Uh, the Call of the Wild. What? It's the Harrison Ford one. So if you have Disney oh, Plus, yeah. you've been seeing the little ad mm-hmm. with, him I, with the dog. I didn't really endorse burning of books except that one in high school because I did not want to read that. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, Jack London, but Damn. It was, it, the, the book was not my favorite. But well, it, it's maybe. got an all star cast Harrison Ford, Dad's, Dan Stevens, Karen uh, Karen Gillian. Karen Gillen? Gillen. Gillen for Crenny. Come on. Sake. I told myself to say it that way too and then I'm like no 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 you're wrong don't second guess yourself you had an island and everything you know Gilligan I might remember this is the comedy uh, but it's uh, it is updated from the beloved literary literary classic. <laughs> yeah, I know the one that BJ remembers fondly. One of my favorite memes out there was it's Harrison Ford sitting next to the CG dog because it's computer generated for most of it, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it says when the acid uh, wears off and you realize you're not a uh, space smuggler and that is not a Wookiee next to you. <laughs> oh, that's okay, actually that's really awesome. cool. <laughs> I like that meme. It's the only thing I like about the whole wow situation. This is a PG movie. Obviously, you know, probably going to be for kids. Yeah, and I mean, Disney Plus isn't going to be putting out any of that our stuff on a Disney Plus. I mean, so this worry. was a movie that they're just releasing, or is it made for Disney Plus? I believe it's made for Disney yeah, Plus, yeah. but I'm sure oh. they're releasing it in certain areas too, just so they can get. The, if they think it will like an, right. win an award or anything along those lines, maybe exactly. So, well, I will be sure to just look at the. Uh, There's so many other movies thumbnail. you can watch on Disney Plus. Yes. Don't even worry about it. I, mean, uh, I haven't even watched The Mandalorian again. Oh, again. Okay. I was like, wait a minute. Haven't even watched it again. I got to watch that again before I watch anything else. No, I see. Uh, The other ones that uh, are out, which is really just two of them, one called uh, Brahms the Boy 2. Brahms the Boy? Brahms. Oh. Is that the the, the music guy? 
the boys, t- the boy too. It's uh, unaware of the terrifying history of the heel shower mansion. A young family moves into the oh. guest house on the estate where their young son soon makes an unsettling new friend, an eerie lifelike doll he calls Brahms. Oh, yeah. The second part. Oh, okay. Yeah. Katie Holmes is in this. Oh, nice. Now, if you rem- now, if you don't remember The Boy, it came out uh, back in 2016 and it had Lauren Cohen in it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maggie. Yeah. So Maggie from uh, The Walking Dirt. Scary the wa- movie. Do not want. Yes. And uh, I mean, if you maybe don't want to go see any movies, but you still want to see maybe Lauren Cohen, well, maybe not because I don't think she's back yet, but Walking Dead does come out this Sunday. What? Oh. The mid-season premiere it's back already it is oh my gosh i i haven't finished the last half season actually oh i i've I've been a really bad walking dead fan i finished it uh a lot of people have given up on the show but i finished it Uh, i can't believe i've given up before bj yeah like i I need to go back i need to go back i can't give up quite yet you're the zombie fan too i I can't believe i'm still with it um Uh but there's so much television now ah I know. We just talked about a bunch I of have, it. I haven't even finished the last season of Handmaid's Tale. I, I, Handmaid's Tale. I, I still well, haven't finished it. And I tried. I watched an episode. And well, hey, I mean, if you, you want know. to be depressed, you can go ahead and continue to watch it. Well, you're right. It's the same episode. <laughs> it's just like, oh, guess what? Serena just pissed off off Red, who's now off Robert or off Joseph or off Sammy, Sammy, whatever the hell her name is these days. <laughs> there is uh, one more movie out this yes. weekend. It is only getting 54%. Mm. The Night Clerk. The Night Clerk. Let me guess. Yes. It's about a clerk who works at night. Oh, jeez. Something like that. Something along <laughs> those lines, yeah. Ooh, it's or intriguing. I'm very much it. like that. It's like, while on duty, a young, socially challenged hotel clerk witnesses a murder in one of the rooms, but he's suspicious. his suspicious actions land him as the lead detective's number one suspect. Oh, and because he's socially challenged, sure. Yeah. It uh, makes him look suspicious. The night clerk is played by Ty Sheridan, who we know. He played Cyclops in the new uh, X-Men movie, so Dark oh, Phoenix yeah. and everything. He oh, was I also know. in Ready Player One. That's yes. right. Yes. I can see him looking a little like, you know, like suspicious awkward. and socially awkward. Yeah. Uh, the lead <laughs> detective is played by John Leguizamo. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? And uh, Helen Hunt's also in this movie. Yeah. Helen Hunt? Yeah, yeah, right? Wow, that's a blast from the past. It absolutely is. But and Like I said, 54%. It's only got 13 uh, oh, total counts as of now, but. 54 is not fresh. never know. It's not fresh. You know what? Maybe it is great. Yeah. 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 I'll just save it. Yeah, I'll just uh, stick it home and uh, go and browse through my Disney Plus collection and see what I can uh, find there. Or go watch Harley Quinn. Yeah, there you go. Well, until next time, guys, stay nerdy. Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to Go. Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club.